Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. I'm gonna ask for uh, some, some people to come help me today. I'm gonna, we're gonna be sharing a word today uh, out of Luke chapter 18. If you have a copy of God's word, you can go ahead and go there, Luke chapter 18. And I, I got uh, Pastor Matt, Pastor Sonia, and Pastor Marcos coming to help me preach today. We can, we, we can go ahead and give it up for them as they come. Of course, you've been hearing us talk about that we are launching into uh, 21 days of fasting and prayer. We're coming out of Christmas. How was everybody's Christmas, by the way? Nice. Good, yeah. Um, we were talking a little, little bit about this already, but um, um, how, how are we doing with Christmas uh, decorations? Are they, anybody, are they down yet? Well, Mine are still up. I love to have Christmas decorations up. I'm talking like November. Early. Once Christmas hits, I'm done. Put it away. They're That's... not away yet, though. How many, how many here have already put them away? Wave at me if you're already gone. All right, good. How many plan on uh, today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. And then uh, how many are like, I, I stretch it out as long as I can. <laughs> I'll look at you people. March. You're going for March. Tree's going to be dead and a fire hazard, but you don't care. Awesome. Christmas was great for everybody? It was really good. Really good Christmas. Um, I went on a cruise. All right. That's not bad. We also don't take down our decorations until January 6th after Three Kings Day. That's right. So. (laughs) Christmas? Yeah, I went to. uh, Did you celebrate it? We did celebrate it, yeah. Uh, Took a trip to Indiana. That's where my wife and I grew up. So we had six days or so with family, and it's great. Awesome. Yeah, um, took a trip to France. Just kidding. Wow. Stayed in Orlando and spent time with the family. And kids are home from college. And yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, we stayed home as well. Had a, a lot of fun. And uh, man, it's good to be here today. As I said, we're going to share from Luke chapter 18. And um, we're going to talk about this idea. Uh, and you, you've been even hearing us say some, a little bit about it. Uh, one step closer to Jesus. And um, as I was kind of praying about that, we've been, we've been really praying through that, thinking through that, talking a lot about that um, for a couple of weeks. I've just pictured it this way. Perhaps you've seen like a, a line of, of military as they march uh, in perfect step or maybe a, maybe a marching band, uh, you know, in a, in a marching band. They, they literally teach, they teach the, the uh, players how to march and like, it's, it's how long the step should be and that when the timing of the step and, and how high the knee should go. And so the idea is that then everyone, when they're taking these steps, I mean, we've seen it all, right, in parades or whatever, like these steps are just perfectly timed, perfectly the same distance, um, perfectly aligned, and it looks amazing. Well, that's the idea. That's the vision that I see when we talk about all of us taking one step closer to Jesus, and we're going to do it together, and the church said amen. 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 Yeah, and so the beautiful thing about this is you may think or be very, very intimate and very close to Christ, and that's great, and yet somebody under the sound of my voice right now Maybe at one of the campuses, or, or maybe here, or maybe somewhere else on the screen. And you'd go, well, I, I'm like really, really far away from God. 
Um, and wherever you see yourself on that, on that spectrum, like, well, I'm kind of in the middle, like, Wherever you are at with God, here's the beautiful thing. We can all take one step towards Jesus. Amen. And that's what, that's what January um, is going to be about. Really, it's going to set the, the mark for the whole year. Kind of how you begin something sets a lot to the success of the endeavor. And so if we want 2024 to be a success, then let's have the first 21 days of the year be a success. Amen? Matter of fact, in Jesus' name, who just, who just wants to claim that 2024 is going to be your best year ever? Somebody just claim that. Yeah, I'll just speak that over your life now. Prophetically, we're going to start with a season of, of fasting and prayer. And let me just talk for a second before we dive into this word of just what fasting is. Fasting is, uh, is basically saying no to the flesh. And it, then uh, what it, that does, it allows my spirit to be stronger. There's always that battle within us between flesh and spirit. So when the flesh gets weaker, um, the spirit's going to get stronger. That's what fasting uh, does when we're saying no to the flesh. And so there's different kinds of fast, and we just want to, I just want to kind of mention these and teach on that for just a second. I do want to mention that there is um, a fasting guide um, at all the campuses when you, when you leave in today. I, I would encourage you to grab this. I promise this thing is valuable, whether you fasted a lot or maybe this is the first time you'll be stepping into it. I promise this will have some valuable information for you, so grab one of these. Also, next Sunday, there is a one-day fasting class happening during the Sunday school hour, uh, and so uh, don't miss that if you, if you want to uh, hit that, that. Like I said, a one-day class that's next Sunday, uh, September, <laughs> next Sunday, January 7th. I think next month is January. Tomorrow starts January 1, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, January 7th, uh, that Sunday, Different kinds of fasts. So first of all, there's an absolute fast. That would be no food, no water, uh, typically for a shorter amount of time. I am not recommending anybody do the 21-day no food, no water fast, all right? You talk to your own doctor, and you talk to Jesus, and then strongly, all right, anyway, uh, shorter periods of time for, for something like that, I would say, typically. Then there would be a partial fast. You'll hear a lot of people talking about that during these 21 days. And uh, um, a partial fast would be, um, uh, would be like, um, what would be classified, Daniel fast would land in there, for instance. So it would be um, uh, some foods or, or certain, uh, certain things in my life. And that, maybe you heard people talk about Daniel fast. Just, I don't even know why, who's Daniel? Like, what, what, which Daniel? Daniel who? Well, it's the Daniel from the book of Daniel, and, uh, and he... You'll see a couple different times where he, he fasted and he, he refused to eat choice meats and, and, uh, and the delicacies of the king. Um, and uh, most of the time, in, instead of that, just chose to eat fruits and vegetables. And so that's a, a partial fast, which a Dana fast would fall under that. A lot of people uh, do that during this uh, time of fasting. Um, uh, and that's why for years we've kind of said it this way, no, no meat, no bread, no sweets. That's one way to kind of simplify the, the Daniel fast, fruits and vegetables, no meat, no sweets, uh, no um, bread, and then also no smiling during the Daniel fast either. Just kidding, you're allowed to smile. It's all good. So you got the total fast and you got a partial fast, and then you have um, a, a normal fast, which would be uh, all food, and so there would be only liquids. And so, what I uh, heard a lot of people doing that are planning on doing it during these three weeks is mixing that up, and uh, maybe doing a couple days of a of a total fast. 
uh, maybe doing a week of a of a food fast where it's only liquids, and then uh, maybe four, then you know a few ten days or fourteen days, whatever's left of a Daniel fast. Or I've heard some groups uh, doing the first week and the third week as a total food fast, middle week as a Daniel fast. So um, you can kind of. Listen from God, that's kind of partly what we hope happens today, is that if you haven't already got a, uh, a kind of a de- definition of what it looks like for you, what your one step closer looks like, um, we're praying that today that will happen. And um, I do want to say this, that this is for everybody, okay? Um, we're, we're all going to do this together. We're all going to take one step fasting. You'll, you'll hear in a moment, but fasting is not for the hyper-spiritually elite who live in the clouds and whatever. No, this is, this is for all of us, and we're all going to take one step closer to Jesus, and the church said, amen. 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 Yeah, oh, so many Bible, Bible, major Bible characters fasted. I won't, I won't even begin to mention them. Let me read Luke chapter 18, and then we're going we're gonna to talk together. Luke 18, verse 35 through 43. Luke chapter 18, 35 through 43. The Word of God says, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and when he, when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening, and they told him, Oh, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And so he called out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Look what happened. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped. And he ordered that the man be brought to him. And when he came near, you could highlight that, underline that. That's kind of the the title of this message within this thought of going one step closer to Jesus is when he came near. What happens when we come near? Well, when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight. He followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. Let's pray one more time. Father, anoint this word. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I think this blind man um, set a great example for us. Um, in his movement towards Jesus. I think there's some things we can pull out of uh, this narrative that will maybe spark something in us as we consider what it would look like for us to take a step towards Jesus. The first one that jumps out to me is right there in verse 36 and 37, is that he sensed his presence. He sensed the presence of Christ. Look at verse 36. When he This blind man, he hears the crowd going by and he asks what was happening and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. That's one of the things that fasting does. Fasting heightens our spiritual sensitivity. We, We sense more what God's doing in us. We sense more what God's doing around us. Uh, when we fast. And so I, I love that, that this, this blind man, though he may be been lacking in some senses, certainly heightened in a sense, hears something and goes, I think something special is happening right now. He sensed the presence of God. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of our Christian walk. All of us should be sensing the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. We should be walking with the Lord. We should, we should know that, we should know his voice like, like a shepherd. And, uh, I was, I was on the plane, I mentioned that we flew home to Indiana, and um, sitting there on the plane, and I don't know if anybody has the noise-canceling headphones, or if you've ever put them on or in your ear. It is really incredible how, 
how much they work. I mean, like if you have crying children around you on the plane, no fear. Just pop those things in, and it's like you're good. You're in your own separate world. And there were, there were three different occasions that I remember that the flight attendant was trying to get my attention. You know, they were take, taking the drink orders or wanting to hand me the pretzel things or whatever. And I had no clue. I'm just, I'm just watching my movie. I'm just listening to music, and I have no idea that somebody's trying to get my attention. And as I read this story, story earlier in the week, I thought about that because we know that God is always speaking to us, Right? Like the Holy Spirit is always ministering and he's always speaking and trying to impart something into our lives. And so many times we have things, maybe not headphones, maybe it is physical headphones, but we just have stuff in our life that cancels out his voice. And it could be, it could be something as simple as your schedule. Your schedule is so packed with stuff that you never just stop and listen and kind of fine tune in, into his voice. And so I think it would be awesome if we as a church over these next 21 days, find, and I think it's gonna be a little bit different for everybody, but, but find a way to take all the distractions yeah. off and out so that we can just hear his voice again and tune in and really listen to what he has for us. Yeah. That's good. Whatever, you, whatever you have to turn off, um, whatever you, there's a lot that we think we can't live without, and for 21 days you can live without it. Like we could, and maybe for some it might be a streaming service, or for some it may be, Sports for some it may you know whatever whatever it is that just that ends up for some it may be news uh, but and you may you may find a real spiritual revolution <laughs> <laughs> just getting away from that. That's Marcos. Do you have anything to add on that whole thought of sensitive to, to the voice of God? Yeah, I love that Bartimaeus uh, really understood the moment where he was at. Uh, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and so it says when he heard the name of Jesus, that's when he reacted. And so I just see him going, wait a minute, I'm not gonna miss my chance, yeah. there's healing passing by, and he like held on and grabbed onto that thing and screamed as loud as he could, like, because he knew this was his moment, so I just love that sense of hearing. Yeah. I pray, like, I'm looking at this fasting, and I'm going, man, turn down the noise, yes, turn up the word, Amen. turn up worship, turn up, uh, like, just godly conversations. Yes. Because what we hear is going to impact how we're going to believe and enter 2024. Yeah, that's awesome. When you say turn up uh, the word and turn up worship, amen. We can do it. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> like, are we allowed to clap during <laughs> this? We can celebrate at any point. But um, no, speaking of, of, of worship, I can remember back when my kids were younger and we were having a fam family prayer time uh, at our house and um, a, a certain worship song came on. We had a little playlist and a speaker, and we were praying. And after we got done praying, one of my sons came to me. I'd say he was probably six or seven at the time. And he said, Dad, I don't, I don't know if I like that song, the song that was playing. I said, well, how come? He goes, because it, it always makes me cry, and I don't know why. And uh, I said, oh, I can tell you why. And I said, and I explained to him uh, that something that uh, I, I did, I prayed over my kids constantly as the whole time they were growing up, I would pray, God, give them a heart that's sensitive to you. Let them have a sensitive heart to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, I've been praying that over you for a long time. And so that's just the Lord. You're sensitive to the Lord because I prayed that would happen. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. He's like, okay. You know, so that, that sense, it's, it's hard to over, uh, 
over-evaluate how important it is to have a heart that's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And maybe that's, maybe that's the big win for you during this 21 days is you start to hear, his, you hear other people talking about hearing from God and you're like, oh, I never hear from God. Well, hear from God, all right? Let's do it. Let's be sensitive to, to the voice of the Lord. And so not only was uh, Bartimaeus sensitive to his presence, but he also solicited his involvement. And so he sensed that what's going on. They said, oh, Jesus is coming by. Then look at verse 38. It says, he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him, told him to be quiet. But look what he did. He shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And, uh, and so that's what that's what prayer does, and that's, prayer is a big part of what we're talking about over these 21 days. It, 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 it initiates the involvement of God in my life. I want God to be all up in my 2023. I want him to be so involved. Think about this. When, when we pray, we, we know prayer is communication to God, but not praying is also communicating something to God. Do you know what you're saying to God when you don't pray? You're saying, God, I got this. Yeah. I, I don't need your help. That's the that's last thing I want God to ever sense from me. I want God to hear me saying, God, I need your involvement. I need your help. So we're going to start out this year just invoking the help of God over our, over our life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's so good, PJ. Amen. <laughs> the panel, we'll clap. We'll clap too. Like, don't get no, I'm just kidding. Um, so here was the, this, this blind man. He was begging at the road. That's what he did. Um, you have to understand a little history lesson. Um, there was no other system of religion, not the philosophers, not the wise men, not the Pharisees, attendant to help the downtrodden, the disabled, the broken, until Christianity showed up, mm. until Jesus showed up. Um, these people were taught that they were worthy of being unnoticed. And Jesus showed up, and he uh, he let them know that they were worthy. Yeah. Um, so when, when this blind man is on the road, he didn't let the silencer, silencers uh, uh, unmotivate him or discourage him. He decided, you know what? Forget these guys. I'm going to shout all the more. Yeah. Um, he didn't deny the facts. He didn't say, well, I'm fine. I'm perfect. I'm not blind. No, he didn't deny the facts. He just decided to not be worried by them. Guys, let me ask you something. Have you been letting your circumstances define you? Have you been letting your trial, your situation, your unanswered prayers define who you are? Can I just challenge you right now in 2024? Let's not worry about that. Let's not be defined by that. Let's trust in the God that saved us, that changed us, um, to change our situation. You know that Paul, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and most of that time he was in prison writing all those letters. I, I want to challenge you, every opposition, every trial, every circumstance, it's an invitation for you to be exactly who God created you to be. It's an invitation for you to draw closer to God. God allows these obstacles so that you can reach out to him. Yeah. So let's do that. Uh, do, you, do you want to just feel better right now or do you want real change? Do you want real change? Yeah. 2024 is a time of real change. Let me read Luke 11, verse 5. Luke 11, verse 5. I'm going to read this to you guys. Uh, this is something that I read all the time. You should write it down. And just whenever you get discouraged, you should think back on this verse. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, let me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, 
Even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receive. Then the one who seeks, find. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Guys, God is calling us for a new shameless audacity in our prayers. Yeah, amen. I want to... I want to hear from you guys on this as well, but just think about this story in Luke 18 with blind Bartimaeus, like how this story would have changed if the first, he, he, said, he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then the people who led the way said, hey, stop, be quiet. And what if he would have listened to that and said, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I guess I'm not supposed to. No, instead he cried out all the more. There'll always be reasons not to pray, yeah. not to go after God, not to uh, take a step that you've never taken before. Um, don't let those barriers keep you from getting what God has for you in your life, right? I oh, love that. I like to, um, when I was reading, I kept thinking, like what caused Jesus to stop? Because it says that he stopped. There's like a dramatic pause. and. It's, it's found in the title. It's not only in the prayer, but also in the title. He decides to call him Son of God. That's the first public confession of Jesus' messianic lineage. He's linking it right back to David, Son of David. So he's like, what? Like, the irony of this thing is that those who could see, some couldn't recognize the Messiah in Jesus. But the one who couldn't see is the one recognizing so the then, Messiah. So then he's like, what? You know who I am, Son Tell me what you want. Like, so we approach God with, with uh, yeah, in prayer, but with faith and certainty that if we know the king, we get the, what the king has to give to Amen. me. And we get his audience and we get his blessing. We get his favor. I just love that Good. moment. Yeah. And he realized Jesus, he's the one that can fix me. Yeah. I'm, I'm blind. I, I can't stay in this condition. He's the one. And so I just love that it was so intentional. And also when I think about this this fast and the 21 days we're about to dive into, uh, I think we should all just be so intentional, like less wandering around. I feel like that's the word wander kind of came to my mind where we just, we just roam around even in our spiritual life with no true destination. Like I could roam throughout this campus and I don't know where I would end up. If I was just roaming, I could end up in the youth center. I could end up in the atrium or whatever. Or if I knew where I was going and I said, okay, I'm not going to roam. Let's say my destination is the sanctuary. I'm going to the sanctuary. It would, it would cause my trajectory to change and all the other directions that I could go would, would no longer be in play. Why? Because I'm going somewhere. And I think all of us have to have that. Okay, I know what I want. I know what I'm gonna receive. I'm gonna believe on that and I'm gonna go somewhere that I've never been before. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so amen. So not only, so he's, he's sensitive to the, you know, the presence of Christ. He and he acknowledges that, invites Christ's involvement in his life. Uh, and then uh, the, this one's important. Uh, this is a big part of this narrative and this story. It's good for us, good good example this blind man sets. He also follow, followed the instructions of Jesus. He followed his instructions. Verse 40 says, Jesus stopped and ordered the man be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus 
order the blind man to be brought to him. Now, some would read this passage and go, wouldn't it have been easier for Jesus to go to the blind man? And um, I would say, yeah, it probably would have been easier for the Jesus to go to the blind man than for the blind man to come to Jesus. Um, I can remember back another scenario that would happen often in my house when my kids were younger is uh, this happened all the time, but my kids would be in another room and I would be in a different room and they would, they would call out from another place in the house and they would say, Dad. And I would say, what? And then they would say, come here. And my answer was almost always identical every time. They would say, come here. And I would say, no. I would say, you come here. You go, why did you answer that way? Is it because you're a lazy parent? Okay, it's none of your business. Don't come at me like that, all right? That's what I have to say. I prefer to say it this way. I was teaching them a spiritual principle that if you want audience with the Father, it's worth you moving to get there. We, many times... We want to sit back in church and we want God to come get us. And listen, God does come get you, okay? That's what we, we just celebrated that this week, that God came to get you. That's what Christmas is about. But now it's time for us to make a move. And so not we, we don't sit back and wait for God to always do all the moving. No, we're going to take one step to him and we're going to learn something along the way. I, I tend to believe that every step that this blind man took, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world. It was probably difficult. Fasting is not the easiest thing in the world. It may be some difficulty. But with each step we take, we're going to be learning something along the way. Our expectation is going to be rising with each step. Our expectation, our anticipation. I believe that was happening with this blind man as he kept taking steps towards Jesus. So what do you think about that whole following the instructions of Jesus and all this? Yeah, I love that when he asked him, he had a specific answer. He's like, Jesus, this is what I, what I need you to do. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he listened to the word. He obeyed God's word. He called him. He stepped in. I just, I want us to, to, to look at when the, if the Lord were to ask us that question, do we have a specific answer? Like, I want us to approach this fasting and be like, oh God, this is what I want you to do in my life. Like, yeah. and I'm getting close to you and, I'm, and I have the expectancy that I'm going to get what you're asking. Yeah. The, the obedience piece is important. Um, salvation is a free gift. How many of you are saved? Yep. And, and we experience that not because we're good, but because God is good, right? So, yeah. So all of us are in that same boat where we understand the goodness of God and it's free, but yet there are things that we can accomplish and do out of obedience for the Lord that, um, that, that are also important. And, and even Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter six. Um, some theologians call it the three-corded rope of a believer. Um, ties it all together, but Jesus says, when you pray, I want you to pray like this. Not like the Pharisees, not like those that are trying to seek attention from themselves. But when you pray, pray like this. Or when you give, that's the second one. When you give, I want you to give like this. Not so that everyone sees how, you, how much you're giving, but when you give, give like this. Or when you fast, I want you to fast like this. And so those are pieces of obedience. Like that should be a normal part of our Christian life where, yes, we're saved and that's a free gift. We, we uh, can't earn that. But we also, out of obedience, we spend time in prayer. That's a spiritual discipline. Prayer is a spiritual discipline. That we, we're obedient and we, we just uh, allow ourselves to spend time in the presence of God. That's awesome. Same thing with our giving. Same thing with our fasting. It should be something that we do out of obedience. And there's some results that will only come 
if we are obedient in those ways. Yeah, I, I like in that same passage you referenced there in, in um, Matthew 6, where Jesus does say, um, when you pray, when you give, when you fast. He didn't say if. He didn't say if you pray, if you give, if you fast. Jesus said when you fast. So let me just, everybody look at me real quick. Break this down to you right now. Jesus assumed you were going to fast. Jesus assumed this was going to be a part of your spiritual journey. And uh, so then we come along as a church and we call the collective church to a collective fast. I've heard people say, well, you can't call fast. God, only God can. I know God is calling it through us. Like it's, trust me, God's all up in this. Really, there's so many churches around the world that take these first few weeks of January and do this. It's like God's calling the body of Christ to a collective fast. So, so we, we're just obedient to that. And Jesus thought we were going to do it anyway, so we're going to do this and, and see what happens as a result of us just doing what Jesus assumed we were going to do. I talked to somebody last week, and I wanted to just mention this, because, uh, but uh, he said to me, why are you starting the fast on January 1st when that's a, a holiday and families get together and, you know, the, the, you know that's difficult or whatever? Uh, I, I, this was my answer. I said, no, you can, you can still start the fast on January 1st, but you can do your meal and do whatever you're doing with it, and then started at three o'clock on January 1st or started at seven o'clock on January 1st or God forbid started on January 2nd. The reason why I share that is to say this, this is not about uh, rules and regulations and legalism. Okay. This is a spirit that says, I want to be closer to Jesus and um, I'm going to have some fasting in my life and some prayer in my life. And so there's no deputized fasting police there's nobody yeah. going to show up at the restaurant and, and check the ingredients of the plate you're eating. Well, there might be, but uh, <laughs> we didn't tell him to do it. Uh, no, it's, this, is, this is just about following the call of God on our life. Uh, and, and honestly, it is individual. We, we kind of have shared that, right? It may, may look different for different ones of us. So then he followed his instructions. This is maybe the best part of this whole thing. But then uh, as part of this step towards Jesus, he received his blessing. And um, it comes in verse 42. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you immediately. He received his sight. He followed Jesus, praising God. I like this part. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. When the breakthrough came at the level it came to in this blind man's life, it blessed other people around him. I'm just praying that 2024 will have that kind of blessing on your life, that other people will praise God and say, God, you're doing something in her. You're doing something in him. I saw you provide the job. I saw you helping him get delivered from that that addiction. I saw you put that marriage back together. And we're going to see God do so much that it's going to draw praise out of other people just because they see what God's doing in your life. Yeah, I think when we fast, we should also expect. Yeah. Our level of expectation should rise because it's not just going without food. Um, that is fasting. I guess that's, that's a definition of fasting, but biblical fasting is different in that it's, it's linked with our expectation. It's, it's linked with this desire to get closer to the Lord and to get closer to Jesus, one step closer to Jesus like we're, we're talking about. And so it's not just staying away from something it's, it's doing that for a spiritual purpose. And so I would just encourage everyone today to spend some time and think about what it is that you're expecting in this, in this, over this next um, you know, season or this 21 days. And maybe I'm gonna just mention a few things and maybe something will uh, resonate with you, but I think we should all have a greater sensitivity to the, to the Spirit's voice. We've talked about that. 
We should know his voice in even a greater way, uh, a greater effectiveness in our prayer life. We could believe for that. There might be something that we've been praying for for uh, weeks or months or even years, but let's, let's believe in a greater way over this time of fasting and believe for breakthrough. Somebody say amen, amen to amen. that, right? Yeah. Um, just an awareness of his presence, a greater Christ-likeness. It frustrates me when I hear Christians say, oh, that's just the way I am. And maybe, maybe they have a temper or uh, maybe they just struggle in a certain area and they've just defaulted to you. That's just the way I am. What I think to myself in those moments is like, yeah, that's who you are without Christ. But with Christ, that's not who you are. Like you're made a new person and every single day you're becoming more and more like him. And so the things that you need to shed off of you and shake off of you, what better time than than January 1st to to January 21st just to say, God, I'm going to become more like you. And so if there's some chipping away and some shaping and molding that you want to do with me, I'm ready for that. Or a greater submission to God's will. Like it's not about me. That's what you said. That's what fasting is. It's our flesh decreasing so that our spirit person can be so strong. And that's what it is. It's like God's will. May God's will be done. May my will just, just perish. And one of, the, one of the great lines that I love of, that's, that's around fasting is this. It's getting what you need most because you are willing to give up what you want most. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I like food. Is anybody with me? Amen. Okay. Some of you are lying in church. It's okay. Um, no, but we all, we all enjoy it. So it's not like we just want to sign up, and, and it's okay if your flesh isn't all just like, yeah, let's, let's do this. But what, when you stop and thinking about, think about it, and you spend time in prayer, you say, okay, God, what do I really need? I need more of you. Amen. Yeah. I, need, I need to get closer to you. And so when I, when I focus on that, my spirit person says it's worth it. Yeah. I'll give whatever I need to give up. Why? Because, because there's more to it than just staying away from something. Yeah. I look at it. I love hearing this. I just... The difference between obedience, uh, like the Pharisees did it, and the way Jesus was asking is, they, uh, obedience with the Pharisees was all about obedience without relationship. I can fulfill, I check the box, no relationship. So there's no blessing in there. With Jesus, it's like, oh, you obey, but come to me, like walk with me. Like That's this good. guy, he not only took a step towards Jesus, he never stopped. He, oh, he followed him the rest of his life. So yeah. he, he kept walking towards Jesus the rest of his life. That's obedience with re- relationship. And that got him the blessing. That, not just the healing, by the way. Yeah. The healing is one thing. The dignity of not being a beggar. The ability yeah. to earn mm-hmm. his own sustenance. Like, yeah. his life was forever changed. Has Sonia anything on that blessing part? No, that's, that's yeah. so good. Amen. <laughs> I'm being blessed right here. I think we just have to just believe. And I, that, I feel there's some people out there like, I've, I've prayed this prayer a million times. Pray it one more time. Yeah. Let's pray it one more time. Let's just believe. Yeah. Let's just gather around. The Bible says that unity multiplies the anointing. And there is something when we get together, we are faith assembly. And when we come together and we do this together, the unity and the vibe that is multiplied is amazing. And I think God is preparing this church for great and amazing things amen. in 2024. Amen. Yeah, amen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.